0: And welcome to the right perspective. Today, we are going to recap and review a definite hood classic, School Days. But before we even get into it, please take a minute to like, share, and subscribe on every platform you use to engage with us. Now, let's get into it. It's School Days, y'all. Okay, you know, it's a 1988 musical comedy that was written, directed, and produced by Spike Lee. It stars Larry Fishburne, Giancarlo Esposito, Tisha Campbell, Kim. Joe Seneca, Art Evans, Ellen Holly, and Ossie Davis. The film made 14, and, I'm, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing Kim right. That actress, it's, it's she has one name, K Y M E, and I'm assuming it's Kim. I don't know if it's okay. Kime. You Answer. know, I tried to Google to get to see a video of her pronouncing her name. Sure. Uh, I tried to find a video of of, of um, Spike Lee pronouncing her name. So I don't know. I'm assuming it's me. Ken. Yeah. Yes. I the K to... is actually silent. <laughs> it's it's why me It's M. It's, 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 it's... <laughs>
1: You're wrong. on no. Whatever her name is,
0: <laughs> she did that role. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, the film made $14.6 million on a budget of $6.5 million, And it was nominated for an Outstanding mo- Motion Picture um, NAACP Image Award in 1988. And as I said earlier, you know, School Days is just definitely considered a hood classic. And a big part of that is that, you know, can be attributed to the fact that it was set at a fictional historically Black college or university, HBCU. Spike Lee, who graduated from HBCU Morehouse College in 1979, he said the following. Um, and I actually got this quote from a 2018 article on the Atlanta Journal-Constitution website. Um, they were in Atlanta at the 30-year anniversary of the film. They were doing a big showing um, at, at Fox Theater, wherever that is. Do you know where that is, bro?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's right. You know, it's basically downtown, you know, Buckhead, like in the middle
0: they acted like it was a historic theater. Oh, like yeah, they were like yeah, the it's a really theater. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's
2: a historical theater. They had a lot of big shows. And yeah, like mm-hmm.
0: and it was a big deal the way they were promoting it. And and they were talking about, and this this was in 2018, okay? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> oh, I'm looking at this old videos and content. But, um, but what he was, um, one thing I wanted to tell you all is that he was expecting for the show to be very interactive. And I was just thinking about our last experience with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. (laughs) Right. And y'all, he referenced the Rocky Horror Picture Show in this particular interview. He was like, you know how the Rocky Horror Picture Show, people are talking at the screen. He was like, that's what this is going to be like, because I already know people have this movie memorized and stuff (laughs) like that. And I was like, hey, first of all, that was our idea. Okay. Uh, to uh, have more interactive specifically, it was my idea. That's Aubrey Wright's idea.
2: Ah. Uh, you Care see how the she Wright was to, uh, take your idea,
0: like, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I <want
2: it. laughs>
0: she had her but, name on there. But, but second of all, it just <laughs> sounded like it was going to be so much fun because he was talking about like um people are always coming up to him, like quoting the movie quoting and stuff. Movie. Mm. So, but anyway, so this this is a quote from from that article article and video interview. Um, and if you want to look it up, the article was called Spike Lee and how school days made black colleges matter. Right. And again, Uh it was written to celebrate the 30th anniversary. And Spike Lee said today, 30 years later, people still come up to me and say, Spike, you're the reason I went to a black school. I didn't even know there were black schools. You're the reason I went to college. You're the reason I'm in this job. That film really changed people's lives.
1: Wow.
0: So for anyway, so for some, that one aspect of the film's legacy would be enough to consider this movie a classic, but today we will determine whether it is a classic from the right perspective. We'll do a recap, we'll discuss the movie, and then we'll take a vote using a voting symbol that we have picked for this discussion. But we always start with intros and today special intros, because for our video uh, audience, you will notice that we are all repping our institutions of higher learning because we are hbcu family yes indeed okay so bro and sis as we go through the intros i would invite you to also give your your institution name and in your year of graduation
2: <laughs> my name is aubrey wright i'm the oldest i graduated from morgan state Uh, I started going in 96, graduated at some point after that with a uh, business management degree.
0: (laughs) I am Janaya Wright, I'm middle, (laughs) and I went to Howard University, class of 2003, and uh, my degree was in uh, public relations, which was journalism, and then it was a
1: minor in business administration. Yes. Hi, everyone. I am the youngest. My name is Brittany, and I graduated from Tuskegee University, the amazing university in Tuskegee, Alabama. (laughs) I have a dual degree in business administration and sales and marketing. I graduated in
0: 2008.
1: (laughs) And being awesome. yes (laughs)
0: she's been certified in awesome a long time period Period. a
1: graduate degree that's right she teaches she teaches (laughs) classes in awesome they call me dr (laughs) britney Well, y'all, people clearly, on this podcast, when they listen to us, they're going to be like, she really has a complex. And it, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, <swear. laughs> I only do this to get on my siblings' nerves. And they're I was <laughs> supposed to say,
0: mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, it's super annoying. <laughs> so, um, it's so But but y'all, before we like get into our format of like picking a voting symbol, I wanted to dig in a little bit more on the fact that all three of us went to HBCUs, you know, Mm -hmm. our family is proudly pro HBCU. And I thought we could talk about this, you know, bro says, can you speak to like our family's connection to the HBCU community and then your personal connection to it?
1: Well, if you think about our grandmother on our father's side, Effie Wright, she is a graduate of. Um, oh Bennett, gosh, Bennett! I'm like I'm yeah, about to say
0: Bethune. I'm like she well. was a proud Bennett Bell. I almost mm-hmm. Bennett, Bennett Bell. because she was such a proud Bennett Bell.
1: And from there, we have uncles and that graduated from North Carolina A and T. We also have um, some other like second cousins, our father's cousins that have graduated from Bennett as well. Our aunt graduated from Bennett and we have some other cousins that went to Howard, some went to Johnson C. Smith. And so on our, I would say more so on our father's side of the family, Mm -hmm. HBCU life is celebrated and for all three of us, when we were in high school, because, bro, you went on the Black Collar Store. You went on the Mary L. Yep. Stone. Yep. So we we all went on what Pittsburgh had, was called, and I don't think it still exists. It's the gone Mary yeah. It's gone. The Mary Elstone Stone Black Collar Store. Berg, and I just remember a small amount of the history is that there was a group, like, they would take some students in, like, a car And they would stay at local people's houses to go visit some of these universities Mm. so they can get exposure to them. And then it turned into something more robust um, to where it's like, I know for my year, two charter buses of young black student, high school students, junior year specifically, that go down to, and you travel around, you're gone for 10 days.
2: It was like 18 or 20 schools. Cause yeah, it was like, like that. two a day yes. for the 10 days.
0: Mm. Um, I still have, I have, I have a whole gigantic photo album of pictures. From oh, so do, I. College tours. Mm-hmm. so do I. And um, it was so important. I mean, we saw so many schools and the schools would show up for us. I mean, the tours would be amazing. We'd get to the school, they'd have food ready. The bands would be performing to welcome our large, group you know at the end of the day this is one place where you can be very clear about the right perspective okay (laughs) we're not knocking
1: any other school
0: listen get some education people that's what i got to say get it how you get it you know um but we're an hbcu family so let's um then get into this movie, I'm, and I I'm happy that the movie gave us a reason to wear our, our HBCU shirts. I'll admit I have not worn
1: Howard gear in a minute, in a minute. You know, it's been a good. I minute. had this on the other week. That <laughs> lets y'all know the loyalty, okay? <laughs> I have Howard paraphernalia around my apartment, though.
0: I do have not, wearing, embajo, it though. But You're not I
1: wearing it though, I'm not
0: wearing it though but so so let's let's go ahead and um and get into the movie y'all you know takes place at hbcu we need our voting symbol yeah let's pick a voting symbol um i have one to recommend um
1: did did y'all come up bro did you come up with any
2: i have nothing
1: only thing that came to be was just um just Lawrence fishburne's head saying wake up at the end i was like a wake-up, head. A, wake-up head. A wake-up head. A Lauren Hilbert head.
0: Well, um, because that's our only other recommendation, I'm pretty sure mine is going to win. Oh. Uh, so, my rec- <laughs> uh, so my recommendation, that's not great. So
1: my recommendation. People be hating. <laughs> that's, what this, that's what this movie was about, though. It that's was, what this movie was about. Was Ooh.
0: So my recommendation for voting symbol is that bell that Dap rang at the end when he was actually saying wake up, sis. Yes. So that, that bell um that campus bell oh, no, that's a good
2: one yeah, yeah that's good
0: because when and just for those who have not seen the movie and by the way y'all we spoilers will abound in this discussion if you I mean, ain't seen school always. days first of all get your ducks in a row and you always. need to go ahead and see school days everybody in the world <laughs> um but we are gonna have spoilers so at the end of the movie um you know when the when the main characters dap he begs his classmates in the school administration um to wake up at the end of the movie um and he he's ringing a bell and there's an alarm you know ringing and he actually that main character he breaks the fourth wall and he looks at the viewers and he tells us to wake up and it what he's essentially saying when he's saying wake up in my opinion, he's saying, listen, let's be honest with ourselves about the things that we are doing that do not serve us. Okay. And let's, let's make some different choices. Wake up people. Okay, and this was a big, in my opinion, this is a big part of what the movie was about. The movie was about young people trying to figure out who they are. Okay, and that is a process of mining through everything you've been programmed to believe and all the new information that's coming at you all the time as you're becoming an adult and deciding what's true for you. Okay, Mm -hmm. and it's also about the journey of black America. We've made great progress in overcoming some of the mental shackles that we have, um, you know, because of our our history of enslavement. But we have a ways to go, you know, and that work is constant in an anti-black society. And so we cannot rest. We have to constantly remind ourselves to wake up, ring the bell. Bam, that's my recommendation, and it kind of mushes yours in, sis. Mm-hmm. So, the dap head. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we going to use as our voting symbol? We have two things on the table the dap head, which I don't even know, if we can just use Lawrence Fishburne's face. Um,
1: and <laughs> but we will, it's hopefully he'll. <laughs> We, we, fine we for decision. legal purposes, we'll use the bell.
2: Oh and the bell's are the bell's good that is, that, That's a good fine. I don't I don't want a you know, we have we have rude,
0: we have strategically <laughs> avoided using people's faces. Like I remember yeah. what like last episode we were doing the Rocky Horror Picture Show. We used the outfit that the guy was wearing <laughs> and not the guy. All right, so at the end of this podcast, school days will need to get three. Campus bells. If it doesn't get three, it will not be considered a classic from
1: the right perspective. All right. So was this, let's I go have ahead a to question at the top Was this filmed on an HBCU's campus or was this a set? It was on multiple HBCU's campuses. Ah,
2: okay. Yeah, I, would have, I would have guessed.
0: Yeah. yeah, it started out at his school where he went, because um, Spike Lee Morehouse. went to, to Morehouse. It started at Morehouse, but then he actually got kicked off the campus <laughs> because they were not, they were not actually, um, they were feeling like the movie was not going to show HBCU's in a good light oh okay. um and so they were two to three weeks into filming when they got kicked off one account wow. he said two, another account he said three so two or three weeks um but the, the movie was also filmed on spelman's campus clark atlanta and also morris brown okay
1: okay good good thank you yeah was but he was, kicked, he was
0: kicked off of i think the whole like he was kicked off of like morehouse spelman clark that group of universities yeah and he ended the up AUC. finishing at at morris brown
1: okay so
0: yeah and there's actually an unfortunate story that goes along with that um you know the person who was the president of morehouse at the time that he was filming this was the president of the institution while spike lee was going there and when they were kicking him off the campus the president of morehouse at the time said um you know (laughs) i don't like the person that you have portraying the president of the university. He looks too much like a Sambo. Oh. And in the interview I watched with Spike Lee, when he was talking to the Atlanta Journal Constitution, he said um, that was the moment he knew his movie was, doing, was right, was the right thing to do. He was like, cause here he had the president of a black school saying that the actor playing the president of a black school was too dark. Wow. Isn't that interesting? That's interesting. So, and Spike Lee tells that story over and over again, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that poor president is like, I should story. never say that. Look, I, said I found that. that story so many places, but it that I mean that was uh, that's a true behind the scenes, you know, yeah. little anecdote. So, well, yeah. So let's let's do a quick, a very quick recap of this movie, and y'all, this is less of a recap and more of a rundown. All right, okay, just kind of like, let here's what happened. Run it okay, up. because it was it if it was a recap, it it was get it was too long. Okay, yeah. so here's a rundown of school days. The movie takes place in the late '80s during homecoming weekend, and and for those who are new to our podcast, we always do a recap or a rundown because. You probably haven't seen the content in a while, or maybe you haven't seen it, and um, you still want to participate and be a part of our super fun conversation. Uh, So we always just do a little rundown or recap. So let's do that now. So this movie takes place in the late 80s during Homecoming Weekend at Mission College at HBCU in Atlanta. The weekend is full of great events like a big football game with height bands and majorettes, a step show, a swimsuit dance party with live music from Experience Unlimited and Phyllis Hyman, a homecoming parade and a variety show where the homecoming court was crowned. All of those great homecoming weekend activities. One of the main characters, Vaughn Depp Dunlap, uh, played by Lawrence Fishburne, is one of the campus revolutionaries he is socially conscious and militant politically and he's leading a series of demonstrations in an effort to force the administration to divest from south africa due to its horrific system of apartheid the university in the form of president harold mcpherson played by joe seneca and the board chair cedar cloud played by art evans is afraid he may scare off wealthy donors so they threaten him with expulsion by the end of the homecoming weekend he doesn't acquiesce but his friends have said they are not willing to risk their degrees to continue the demonstrations okay and over the course of the weekend dap and his friends actually have a few moments like this where their values and identities are challenged including a confrontation at a kfc with a group of atlanta locals that remind them that as Y'all might be down in some ways with the people, but as college students at a prestigious university, you are still quite privileged. Mm-hmm. Dap's girlfriend, Rachel Meadows, played by Kim or Kaime, again, not sure how to pronounce that, uh, seems seems to remain supportive of his protest efforts, but she's definitely got some other bones to pick with Dap. She wonders if he's only with her because she fits the profile for a revolutionary's girlfriend, dark skin with natural hair. And she also resents Dap's lack of support when she says she intends to pledge a sorority. They do reconcile, but you start to understand that there are at least two reasons why Dap is not the biggest fan of fraternities and sororities. First of all, there's a clear system of colorism that's playing into the fraternity and sorority life, and therefore their entire social system of the university. Rachel and her friends are in constant tension with some of the lighter skinned women on campus, including a group led by Jane Toussaint, played by Tisha Campbell. And they are, you know, the female supporters, for a lack of a better term, for the fraternity Gamma Phi Gamma, and they call themselves the Gamma Rays. Second of all, Dap's cousin, Daryl, half-pint Dunlap, played by Spike Lee, he's actually pledging Gamma Phi Gamma. And the process includes physical, mental, financial, and social hazing under the direction of fraternity president Julian Big Dean, brother almighty Eves, played by Giancarlo (laughs) Esposito. And he's actually someone that Dap was friends with, apparently, once upon a time. Half Pint and his line brothers, they do successfully cross into the fraternity at, you know, but that night, uh, Dean Big Brother Almighty has concocted a plan to help Half Pint lose his virginity, which is something they were constantly ridiculing him about while he was online. Dean Big Brother Almighty asks Jane Toussaint, his girlfriend, okay, to prove her love for him and for the fraternity by sleeping with Half Pint. She does it, and surprise, Dean, Big Brother Almighty, immediately uses that incident as a reason to break up with her. He has another Gamma Ray in his bed that same night. Deb hears about what has happened with Half-Pint and Jane. He's disappointed in his cousin. He's heartbroken for Jane. He's further disgusted with the fraternity. This prompts him to run to the center of campus and ring a large bell repeatedly, yelling "Wake up!" He wakes the entire campus, and as they sleepily join him in the quad, um, Julian, Big Brother Almighty, Big, <laughs> Dean, Big Brother Almighty, um, walks up to Dap with his eyes full of tears and remorse. And you know, the homecoming weekend and the movie close with Dap breaking the fourth wall to tell viewers directly, "Please wake up." The end. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. That's a rundown of the key storylines and pieces. First rundown. In school. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. First rundown we've
2: ever
1: had. I have a question. He says in the movie, Big Brother Almighty says to to Spike Lee's character, um, your cousin dropped out. So I was assuming he's talking about that. That his cousin was at one point online for G5G. And then he dropped offline. Hey, did you all hear that or 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 get that same, same? I thought that's
2: what he was saying. Okay. I
1: heard it that way too, sis. Okay. Cause I was like, that makes And it I heard even that they had complex. a history
0: of friendship. Mm-hmm. It seems like they were friends in the past. And it seems like at some point Dap was in he he appreciated the fraternity idea at some point.
1: But yeah. Had, had walked away from that friendship and fraternities mm. because he says very clearly he was like those things they change you and i think that that is part of the relationship that was the, well the struggle in his relationship with um big brother almighty julian. is mm-hmm. because julian is because he felt like him being a part of g5g changed him mm-hmm. after he dropped in those different things so this this movie had complex characters (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it made you question a lot of things at every turn and I just really appreciate it Spike Lee's a genius anyway but you know just him being able to put those nuances in the movie Um, well
0: sis why don't why don't we start there you're talking about like some of the strong characters why don't we start with like the characters and the acting and I think that will probably just organically like move us into a conversation about the plot and some of these themes um, but why don't we start with DAP? You know, this was this was Lawrence Fishburne, okay, and um, he's playing like this militant revolutionary. Did that character ring true to you all? Did y'all have that person on your
1: campus? Mm. I don't remember having someone really militant at Tuskegee in that way that I can think of it off of the top of my mind, but his character still feels very true and very real um, in the sense that wanting people to get to nature, natural, you know, don't be, you know, by the government and all these different things. Like that's a real person. <laughs> that is not a fictitious this is based off of a human um and so i appreciated him but i think what his character also represents is sometimes if you go too far
2: mm. what
1: can happen you're missing the nuance mm. um and understanding that there's not just one way to move our community forward mm you know, there there has to be multiple ways to move our community forward. It's not just this one thing. Um, it's understanding even him wanting to like divest, you know, South Africa, all these different things that are happening. Then the other side of the conversation is they have to think of the business of a university and what that looks like, the 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 leadership of the university. And so sometimes when you're only, again, looking at one side, you, you don't get a chance to see the full picture.
2: Mm-hmm
0: what about for you bro
1: um no I don't
2: I don't remember in inter- interacting with any you know super revolutionaries or anything like that but to be fair I wasn't really one that like I wouldn't have been at any events that <laughs> like I didn't you attend. weren't well integrated
0: into like campus life and stuff
2: no, 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 no. I was not. I was not. I was not. Well, I, I, I'm a... I, yeah. So I, I. So I'm just saying. I don't. They might have been there, and I just.
0: Didn't meet them. Well, if y'all didn't have any, it's because they
1: were all at Howard then. Because. <laughs> well, I we thought had... that was part
2: of the admission process, <laughs> right? How
1: black are you? No, yeah, because thought, it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't everybody. No, okay, No, it wasn't, okay, all right. no, it <laughs> wasn't
0: everybody, but. There was definitely there were definitely groups on campus, and uh, you know a lot of of um, you know people that were 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 clear on these kinds of perspectives of, of 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 like specific social change strategies, you know. And I remember while I was at school at Howard, there was a big move to. Um, you know, apparently our caterers were Sedexo Marriott for the whole university and Marriott has, um, they invest in private prisons or they did at the time. I don't want to speak to what they do right now, um, but they invested heavily in private prisons. And so our, you know, student, uh, you know, associations, they were mobilizing with, you know, for the university to, to pick a different caterer. You know, it can't, you can't be saving that much that you would not, you know, use your values to make this financial decision, you know, um, uh,
1: yeah, Yeah. mm -hmm. you were saying
0: it earlier. It's about the administration needing to look at the business, you know, consequences changes like this. They are so important, but they are also tricky, you know, can be. And that's a good segue, though, to maybe talk about the um, administrators. You know, they didn't have no teachers in this movie. James was like, how do they do a whole movie about college life with
1: no homework? No professors. No classes. No professors, no nothing. They did a great job, but they did it during homecoming weekend. You're That's not concerned thing. about any you of ain't that when you go school down on Friday. Right. Like you're, you're, and homecoming activities are all week. But did you go, sis? Are, did are, you are, were you did you participate in homecoming? Listen, when I was watching this, I was like, man, I remember step shows. Step shows are so much fun so just fun. to see whatever theme. That that would have been a really bad one,
2: though.
1: Right, that, that would have been wasn't great a fight that's no fun but watching it it made me remember like one year bt came to our homecoming you know who were the individuals that were going to be the different artists that would be there and then you know just throughout the week you're just having just these different events stuff always i know for suskegee even just during the regular week the yard from 12 to 1 was always popping and so homecoming we you know we always had our dj out there and so like homecoming is even more because now you have alumni that are showing up on Thursday and Friday, people are walking around, you know? So in my mind, I'm like, yeah, this is definitely homecoming weekend. No one is concerned about no, um, homework and you're going to be seeing some probably some of your professors in rare form so be <laughs> be prepared they're going to have their greek paraphernalia or they're going to be at the football game you know with some alumni if they were alumni you know just having a good time like your 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 homecoming weekend at an hbcu like it flips everything upside down so i could see there being no teachers in this movie yeah no class time
2: i guess you could yes say.
0: yes And bro, what about you? Did you participate in like homecoming activities?
2: I would. We. I would go. I went. The only. I went the first year I was there. I went to the football game, and I was there for like fifteen minutes. I was like, I'm not. I I just (laughs) left, and so that was the last time I've ever been to the football game part. But I would go to the parties at night. But I, I. I think that was the. You know, it's interesting. I remember, in, and I don't know how I'm going to vote on this movie. It's very, you know, very, this conversation will speak to it. But I remember enjoying the movie a lot more when I was a kid. And I have really seen it since then.
0: Oh, but, really?
2: But um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it since, definitely since before I went to college. Mm-hmm. That's when I saw it last. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but... School Days was a it was a staple in movie watching in that time. You know, it was it was one of those movies that at Thanksgiving or at where if there were people congregating, it might get put in. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like like okay. like like School Days might have got put in the VCR. The VHS, at, right? at VHS. So I really enjoyed the movie in that sense because it was really a cultural thing but it's funny like watching it now none of it really tracked onto my experience so it was hard for mm. me to um like even and and, and 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 maybe it's because of uh movies like school days but like when I went to school we were all just it just felt like we were just of college kids like there was no factions of I mean, there were certain sororities that kind of had the same swag It's you know, they're, they're frats who got the same swag and they might talk stuff during the step show or stuff like that. But it wasn't like, you know, people were ripping people's weaves out and stuff like that. It wasn't that heavy. You know what I mean? It, 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 like my experience was not that heavy. It was more light. It was more, it was more. And so. And even the way that, you know, they portrayed like um, the fraternities, sororities, because most of that was out of the public eye. Like, like we didn't, you know, if, unless you were in a sorority or in a, a fraternity. You're, I mean, people aren't just pledging in the middle of the, <laughs> the yard, like you know, just walking around in the middle of the yard. Most people, you didn't even know they were online until they they crossed, you know what I'm saying? And, and so I'm just saying, I think that in general kind of impacted my overall enjoyment of the movie in the sense that when I was a kid watching it, it was like, oh, that's what it's going to be like, right? right. And, and, and so that allowed me to enjoy it in a certain way, like, oh, it's, it's going to be, but now watching it, I was like, it wasn't like that. Um, and
0: had you seen school like what's
1: your relationship to the movie school days I saw very late in life like Mm -hmm. I feel like I saw school days for the first time in like my 20s I didn't see school days and so when I was watching it there were certain parts I remembered the movie vaguely but I knew I needed to pay attention more because I just had not really watch the movie like it's not something I just grew up and I've seen a bunch of times I feel like it's something that I watched more so on tv versus actually sitting down Mm -hmm. and watching it before Mm -hmm. so I I will say I feel like school days was an exaggerated version of of HBCU showing perspectives Uh, you know so my first time
0: seeing the movie was was
1: in college
0: and I was at Mm -hmm. Howard. Okay. When I was watching it for me, um, the colorism aspect of the movie, it wasn't even about college for me in terms of relatability. It was my life. You know, I mean, (laughs) I, I feel like my complexion and my hair grade has been a topic of discussion for me as long as I can remember, you know, and it's been one of those things that has, um, hindered relationships, helped relationships, you know, and, um, when, um, Rachel was talking about, um, you know, talking with her man about like, do you just like me? Cause I'm this type. I so identified with that. Um, because I personally, I mean, I, I had, I know that I have been, um, you know, tokenized, um, and, you know, typecast and, you know, fetishized, I know it, you know, there's, there's no question in my mind. Um, and that people have felt my entire life. So comfortable. And this is family, strangers, everybody so comfortable to comment on my dark complexion, to comment on my hair, sometimes positive, sometimes disparaging, but always in a way that they were issues for me. So when the movie was showing just Black women grappling with that, wherever they landed on this spectrum of perspective about it, I was like, yeah, this is something we're struggling with, you know? Um, and, you know, have still not really figured out. Themes of the movie Um, felt like college to me. They did remind me of my college experience, just um trying to grapple with my own perspectives on gender color sex um you know friendship you know um and in deciding which rites of passage actually make sense for me you know which ones i was not going to try to pursue So there was something in it thematically that felt very familiar, you know? And of course, yeah, Howard Homecoming. Oh, we got the events. We got all the events. Okay. The step show, the band, the, the, you know, the, the game. Um, So
1: all of that also, also did ring true. I think that he was really, Spike Lee was really placing topics that have even just nothing to do with the cl- the college experience. It was just Black people in general. Mm. The conversation that they had. So there was a scene where Dap and his friends, they went to KFC to get something to eat, which was funny even in and of itself because it's chicken. And Dap is like, stop being Black stereotypical. And um, they go to KFC and they're in there and they are faced with a group of gentlemen who are local to the community they're dressed kind of like these 80s pimpish looking situation one is in like a all red you know outfit look like he's about to break dance another one has like a jerry curl and so <laughs> it's just it's samuel l jackson is one of those individuals and he's the main one speaking and so he says to them like you're i don't know bleeps so i'll just say n-i-g-g-a um you're an n-word just like me but you think that you're better than me because you're going to college? And he said, "You come into my community for a for for the majority of the year, and then you leave." And I was just thinking to myself, "Oh my gosh, like that's what was happening at Tuskegee? Like we're literally coming here from August, late August. Sometimes the band gets there in the summertime, but in the football players." But you're getting there late August all the way until May, and it com- that completely changes the face of a small city
0: mm-hmm. like a city, just-
1: and so it was re- that really spoke. But in the same breath, they had he said to him at the end like, "You're but you're not. You're not an N word," which excuse me that is a whole another conversation that is still happening in the black community whether we should be using this n-word and so there were so many um topics and i wanted to get that to... That, that oh, was
2: an interesting uh scene that was an interesting scene to me in the sense of showing perspective of these are guys who consider themselves not the sellouts in in. Um in school, but when they go into the community, mm-hmm. now the community that's is approaching way. them as the sellouts. You know, and, and and that's and I think that's something that's very interesting because we always have to, you know, like um, for example, it's like wherever you are in this country, socio economically you will you will feel um you know and rightfully so or or however you want to feel you might feel disadvantaged but then you go visit other places and you realize like my goodness like I you know I have I have all the opportunities that Mm -hmm. that these individuals would kill for yeah and so I'm just saying that that was an interesting part to me. And mm, while yeah. I was watching this movie, that interaction was—I I thought that was cool. It was like, so deep. Like, it was so good. Yeah, yeah. That, and in that
0: question, it's—it's it's, it's an identity question, and it's also—it's like a—it's um, a question of like. Um, and Brittany, you said it. It's like, what does it mean to show up for Black people? What does it mean? And the movie was so like careful to show different ways, different perspectives of how people should be showing up for black people. Um there was an exchange between um DAP and the administrators for the school where they're talking about their definition of how to how to change things and we marched with Martin Luther King, you yeah. know, and he's trying to now um do a sit-in and you know demonstrate against them against the, the their institution. Um, and then the complexity of, um, the, the, even the psych- psychology of the different students on campus, you know, there were students that, um, and it was in the form of the Gamma Phi Gamma brothers who just overtly just said to, um, DAP and to that revolutionary group of the fellows, um, they kind of said, you're, you're setting black people back with this kind of behavior, you Mm. know, we don't need to be doing this. There's other ways that we need to be progressing, you know? And so the movie just did a great job of showing that, um, you know, there's so many perspectives, nobody in the movie was right. Mm -mm. And nobody was wrong. It was just, it was just layers, layers of perspective, you know, just flawed characters that had somehow made their way into a perspective and could not hear the other perspectives fully yeah. for, for whatever reason, you know. Something and that, that, and that
2: is something that is very prevalent mm-hmm. since the dawn of time probably. But yes. But I, I, I'll say that's one of the biggest things I've really worked to do in my life is to, as much as you can, step out of yourself and try to... Even if you can't, even if the person's uh, the other person's experience is so foreign that you might not really be able to grasp it fully, but you could grasp the fact that they have an experience that you don't have. You know what I mean? Like, like sometimes I remember uh, there's an episode of South Park where the, there's a <laughs> there's a black kid on the South Park. and His name is Token. You know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so rude. South Park talks about, but I mean, time. you know, South Park goes yes, hard. Yeah, they and, they, and, um, they leave no stone unturned. <laughs> yeah,
2: and, and that was the whole thing. But anyway, there was at one part, one part where his, um, where his, his white, uh, uh, classmates or whatever were, you know, basically they were trying to say they understood his experience on some level, or they were trying to, <laughs> um, you know. It, it, it wasn't that exactly, but you understand the point. At yes, the that yes. basically at the end of it or nearing the end, one of his friends, one of his white friends, was like, I get it now. I get it, Token. I don't get it. I get it. I don't get it. You know? And I just feel like this that's what this movie one of the things that this movie was was just trying to show is that like everybody has their reasons why yes. they've arrived where they arrived. That's and, right. And all those reasons are valid, and even if you don't, or can be valid, you know what I'm saying, based yes. on how the person is explaining. And if and if you can't understand, it's important to understand. You don't understand sometimes. Mm-hmm. That 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 not that it allows you to be able to embrace the person more, where you realize that I get it, I don't get it. You know what I mean, and and, and you can move on.
0: Well, let I me think, ask if we, oh, go ahead, okay. sis.
1: I was just going to, What you may have been about to say this. I was going to say just about talking about the women in the movie, but I don't want to move us there mm-hmm. if you were about to ask something else, sis.
0: You know what? I was about to ask something else Um, that we could probably make our way back to, sis. Uh, But maybe I was going to put it out there. You know, as we're talking about these characters being flawed and giving them grace, because we all are. I wonder about the journey of the, the, you know, big brother, almighty. Okay. And (laughs) he's a character. It's a little harder to extend him some grace. Okay. You can extend him some grace, um, related to his perspectives on, um, hazing. Okay. Because we know in the black community that we are, have been on a journey about, um, you know, the fact that struggle has to precede success. You Mm -hmm. know, we, we're still trying to, you know, figure out that everything doesn't have to come the hard way, (laughs) you know, so you can forgive him for that. That's a journey we've been on as black people, Um, you know, but it's a little harder to give him grace when it comes down to his specific behavior, the way this group of guys is treating the group of women that support their fraternity truly as just interchangeable available women, you know, and that is real. It is real. And the movie does not give us time to watch most of the characters get to the other side of the thing that they're dealing with.
2: Yeah. There was there wasn't really an arc. No, you no. Know, there wasn't an
0: arc. And that, so for that was... him, it's harder to extend him grace because for the rest of them, you can just you can you can understand that life is going to.
2: Well, well, I mean that's one of the things. I don't think anybody had an arc, like like it. it, it obviously, mm. you, and that was one of the things that it was like. I know this movie has a plot, but it just felt sloppy or disjointed, it, it it didn't feel tight. Like I didn't feel like I was watching somebody go through something. It, it was kind of like what about Dap? I felt
0: Dap was the main character and I felt he did have an arc. I mean he went from so he had a couple of places where he got to evolve. He at first, you know, we got to see him be kind of like, oh, I'm against fraternities and sororities. Um, to being able to support his girlfriend in pursuing a sorority, and he had been supporting his cousin in his fraternity pursuit the whole time. We watched him um, go from, you know, in general, being so extreme that, um, you know, the institution's going to expel him to being able to understand when his friends say, bro, we're going to have to step to the side a little bit because we're not going to be over there out on that limb with you if you right, want to continue to be super extreme mm-hmm. so i felt like dap had a little bit of a journey
2: yeah i can see that
0: mm-hmm. um but i think for the others it really did feel like um it was like a weekend it was almost like a slice of life yeah more than it was a story you know being told for the other characters it was just like a peek into what their experience was kind of like a pull back the curtain
2: yeah and that's yeah yeah but when you when you look at movies like Friday, which I feel like was the same situation where it's not an exact plot, but you're just looking at these people for a day. But it was still, the story was tight. It was just like, I felt like, okay, now we're at a coronation. You know, okay. Now we're at a football game. Right. And we can't see the field. Like, it was just, it it just felt like, and and again, I really was going through emotional things watching this movie in the sense of, I know how important it is to everybody, for real. And, And like, I know, it's just one of those movies that really is a staple. Among, among especially amongst her movies we talk about her movies you know school days if people were to list 10 school days would be in anybody's list of, absolutely of 10 without you know a saying? doubt
0: and and that's whether you were born in the 60s 70s 80s yeah. not it doesn't matter
2: and it was one of those moments where I, like i wanted to feel what everybody else was was feeling, I was expecting, but it just never really materialized for me because I, like, as the movie went from scene to scene, it just it just felt like it wasn't giving me this narrative I could kind of follow, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't even a, like, but they had the 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 splash party, right? Like, all you need is a few kids talking about the splash party, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's just like, all of a sudden people are just walking into a gym with bathing suits on. You're like, what is going on? <laughs> and then at the end, you see a little thing like splash party. Oh, okay. So it was like a splash party. That's the, I guess that was the thing. Or even, you know, like little devices that movies use that don't take up a lot of time. Like um, in the beginning, let's just say there was a guy who was a freshman. It, it, this could have been his only scene. And then some older person was explaining like, yo, this is home cup weekend. So this is what's about to happen. We're going to do this, this, and this. And even if we never saw them again, you will understand like, oh, w- what's going on is they were showing a homecoming weekend and, and, you know, it would, it would make the story feel.
0: And they even something. had a character they could have used, which was the student government person, which I did identify they with e- again, by the way, character they <laughs> use. I, I, I could, I thought that was so real. Just that student government person that, yeah. that, that I was that student government person who just, you know, you're just trying to keep things moving. Yeah. you know you can you, you have to advocate for the administration you've got to advocate for the students you're somewhere in the middle yep, but you yeah. just she, gotta she, keep he was in the middle moving
2: everything
1: yeah
0: everything you just keep so yeah that would have been perfect yeah he no, could have been the one that was like guys we have a lot to do this weekend it's yeah you know, that's our such a good schedule. idea I'm just so
2: mad it's not in the movie yeah. that would have been perfect like him in a room of his fellow student government people like he could have just been it down, like, look, this is what we got going on. We got this, this, and this. And that doesn't even have to take a long time. And it could have took away from some time of, like, the Good and Bad Hair uh, montage, which, I mean, the number, which I was like, it felt like I was 10 minutes in, and then we're still singing. I'm like, it feels like this song could have been reduced by at least 60%. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sis, like, is that I a segue
2: to what you were going to
0: when you were going to talk about the women
1: well yeah i think it's the women and the men showing these dynamics and i'm so showing like, i'm showing pictures
0: by the way you all as <laughs> we're talking i have this amazing book it's called spike and it came out. It's it's by Spike Lee, and it's literally like a it's a it's a photographic history of his entire journey to this point. It just came out like last year, and um, this is actually an autographed copy because I went to go hear him uh, speak. Uh, Period. When the, when the book came you? out, but I want to really recommend people get this book. It is so full of these beautiful pictures of all of his movies from behind the scenes and his life, and so I'm just showing a couple as a teaser.
2: Yeah, and that was I another scene right there at the coronation like it just came out of nowhere and now she's performing I, I, it, but there was no context it was just it was like, coronation
1: wow. we needed music <laughs> and I'm so confused though
0: y'all because I I'm not gonna lie to y'all I felt like somebody did say oh we're getting ready to go to the party
1: they said the not the party, but the and coronation. And I do remember the
0: girls they getting the ready coronation. for the coronation. They I don't they remember the party for, but the coronation. The mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't
2: know what the coronation is. We, oh. like like what are we don't y'all doing? What coronation is? got it. We, like like they're just yeah. They ever, all of a sudden, everybody was in the audience and just watching them sing. Got it. It, it was just like, what are we doing? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah. And it was, also the uh, the. We talked about this in several movies, but the age of the characters was definitely taking me out of it a little bit as well.
1: Really, I thought those I people was a laughing age to myself. I was like, yeah, "Oh my God, these
2: dudes got
1: full <laughs> grown man beard. Like, like but
0: wait, wait, okay. okay. The only person to me that looked old was Giancarlo
1: Esposito, and I don't mm-hmm. know what his actual age was,
0: but I didn't. I thought they. Well, looked- I- I looked, looked college up,
1: age to me no I looked it was to the point where I had to look up Lawrence Fishburne's age and I did the math but he was only 27 so he wasn't that far removed from college age but definitely like there were only a few that looked like they were in college and so but also I but see this is my personal opinion which I've shared before is that I feel like people that were in high school Looked older. Well, I I had to 80s. just roll with that, bro. I had to
2: roll. Yeah, I was with just you. like, they just lo- look like, older. Just... I was
1: like, what's happening? If you look at the years and it gets into the nineties, I'm like, oh, people start looking like kids. I was like, well, <laughs> something is happening to people in the eighties where they look grown in high school. So
0: okay, um, but y'all y'all have to. This this was not as bad as Grease and House Party. No, no, Party. no, it wasn't
2: as. Okay. But it was it was a contender. It was I'm like, not going like if I was listing them. I wouldn't put school days at the top, but if you think Lawrence Fishburne looks like a college student, you had a different college. A college senior, a super senior. <laughs> he yeah, might be a super I'm senior. But saying, but he was, nah, he senior. should have been I, there
1: getting his master's. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely looked like a college student. Wasn't I, I he I the professor took of Higher student. Learning? Who was the professor of Higher Learning? Was it Lawrence Fishburne? Yeah.
2: It looked like he shot that so movie five years after this.
1: One. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne was like a professor at higher learning and <laughs> in like six a, years from his,
2: um, college. Like what's happening? Yeah. Now he's it's a full cute. now he's a full uh pipe smoking professor. Exactly. <laughs> oh
0: y'all, I gotta tell you, that didn't that didn't, it did not strike me. During while I was watching the movie. And I will also say, bro, everything that you're talking about in terms of the movie, you know, not having, you know, a really, you know, comprehensive oh, yeah. set of arcs and, um, you know, a lot of foretelling, you know, with payoff. I think all of that is true, but I didn't miss it in the movie. I didn't miss it. I felt like it was the story of Dap and his friends and his immediate circle and how their homecoming weekend went. That's what I thought it was. You know, even the way the movie started with it said like Friday. Yeah. And it was like Saturday. Yeah. You know, because it was basically saying, here's what happened to this group on know, those days.
2: I, I, I know, but it, it was just I didn't miss it. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. Oh I'm no, saying, no, for I feel, me, I feel what you said. I feel, and and, and I know I'm the, I know I'm the minority, and I'm not even saying, I feel, like I said, I'm still I'm developing my opinion as as we're talking, but I'm just saying like, like how they kept wiping, to another scene, it just felt like, like y'all could have did something, you know, to to just make this feel connected, but it was just like, okay, now we're at the football, now we're in. <laughs> The now we're in the locker room and there's a football speech going on. It's like what? So now it's a sports movie. All uh, right, but <laughs> 10 minutes ago we were in a musical. And oh that was another God. thing. The the movie never committed to to me what it was. Oh, there I got time, a trivia. I got a little
0: tidbit there, on there, that. There were I times got a It
2: was, you know, there was things that were funny. And then there were times where it was like a musical where it was like. Like when they when they sang good and bad hair, that was like a musical moment because it was almost like you were going into the psyche of them standing in front of each other and what was going on and what was behind all of that. But then they don't do that ever again. And so and then the other musical performances are actually performances that people are attending. So that device of you know using music to uh, punctuate something was just used, you know, once, and then it just went away. So, so that, that well, was I will tell thing.
0: you, I, there was a movie, um, an interview rather, that I watched um, where Spike Lee was getting interviewed. Actually, in 1988, okay. um, on let me see, I'm sorry, I started playing the audio accidentally. There was an interview that I watched um, when Spike Lee was getting interviewed in 1988 as the movie was coming out. And he, the interviewer asked him about that. Like, you know, some people are calling this movie a comedy. Some people are calling it a musical. What do you say it is? And Spike Lee was like, I don't really buy into movies having to be one thing. He said, I intentionally cross genres. Come he on, was he like, so that. you look at my film. Cause that was his second film at the time. Cause he had already done. She's got to have it. Mm-hmm. and so that was his second film and he was like i am intentionally crossing boundaries i'm not trying to be in one of these categories
2: well, mission, accomplished, I-
0: <laughs> mission accomplished oh my gosh sis what about you like did you what did you feel what's your reaction to aubrey's comments about the movie kind of feeling disjointed
1: I just felt like everything were events that were simultaneously happening and he wanted us wanted us to see each event like you know they're at the swim party but G5G is having their crossing party you know you're it's the day of homecoming football you have (laughs) this coach giving a very disparaging (laughs) speech (laughs) to the football team and I think that's something to name for individuals who do attend HBCUs like You go to the football game and we pay attention, kind of, but really you'll see the football stadium begin to empty after halftime because most people are there to see the band. And so it's like, yeah, you could do really great football team. We want you to win, but we really just want this, this halftime to hit.
0: Yeah, there was a joke when I was at Howard. There was a joke that people would say, like, man, our football team has amazing GPAs. Like (laughs) they are so smart.
1: Like it's it's (laughs) like it and Tuskegee, I will say at one point, when I was there, was the most winningest team in our division. Yeah. So I, you know, we had a good team, but it was like, but I'm here to see a band. Yeah, you know, so it was
0: the band. It was the it was the it was the game experience, not the game for
1: yeah. real.
2: So I thought why, it was. Th- maybe that's why they didn't show the, the field. I that, bet that's what it was. It wasn't, you didn't but, need that
1: wasn't it. it. You didn't need it. You but, just but even, but even, expressions.
2: But I'm saying even those parts of it, like the bands that they showed, and 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 like the step show that they showed. I just feel like if you're going to do a movie representing these things, like those experiences are much more explosive than they were shown in that movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, like even if you can't show a full step show, like the step, the 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 routine you should have, we should have saw, should have been like the, you know, like a good one. It it, should have been like. Um, and I didn't feel that, you know what mm. I mean? It, it, it felt like the, um, like when they showed the alphas stepping, it was more like the way that front step. If if you just catch them on the yard, you know what I mean? But not for a show. Like like for a show, it was completely. It, it was like they really took that to the.
0: Next okay. Level. Now, meanwhile, okay, James. Okay. My, my boyfriend mm-hmm. who went to a predominantly white institution. Mm-hmm. Okay. He said when this, cause he's a little older than all of us. He, when well, he said when this movie came out, cause he was born in 76. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this movie came out in 88. What he said was there was no um, movies at that time that were, black young people there were black movies out in the 80s but there weren't a ton of black young people movies mm-hmm. and so when spike lee's movies came out she's got to have it and then a little bit later you know this one came out school days and after that do the right thing the fact that he was showing young black people he was like it was the biggest deal and he said he just remembers like um he's always Felt like man, I wish I went to H. Like he he misses whatever that movie represented yeah, yeah. of the HBCU experience. Yeah. So we went there, and we may know that that was not th- the best of you. what a band could you. be. I got. But you. did it give enough for someone to be able to say, "Ooh, that looks like an enticing experience"? It obviously did, because Spike Lee have been telling he's people have been
1: telling him for thirty years that that is the reason they went to HBCU. Well, I also that was think enough. you have to you name know. the evolution of, you know, Greek life. So I remember having a tape, a videotape of <laughs> a step show when I went to Tuskegee and I brought it home and I was showing it to our father. And our father is a, was a member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. And I remember showing him the Kappas and how they were stepping. And he was like, that's stepping? That's what they're doing now? (laughs) And I'm thinking about like, daddy graduated from college in the 70s. And so I think about when we went, there is that was much later than the it 80s. It was much later. Good yeah, point. This is true. Like, this, point, is true. this is could true. Could have been doing that in the 80s. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, this is true. You know? This is and true. Then all of a sudden when I got to Tuskegee, it's like props and,
2: yeah, that's what and I'm, I'm saying.
1: I mean, yeah, you know, like lighting and happening, like, and, and, like costumes budget. Like, what? Who is doing this budget? And so I think that that's something to name. thank you for that, sis. Thank but you. But I for do that. want to go back to what I was going to say earlier about the dynamic of the men and women. There was that scene when they were on the yard and Dap and his friends were protesting. And then the G5G came up and <laughs> were, were very rude and they actually, you know, interrupted their protests with their, um, with their individuals who were online pledging. And I was watching the men and how it was ready to be this rumble because of a difference of opinion. And I was I was like looking at that, like I'm, how men are ready to like defend territory in this way of like, I'm ready to fight you. Like there was no conversation. Dab and his friends were ready to fight the G5G. And I was just like, this is so interesting, but then you look, go back to the women, and it was this exchange of words and looks. and they were never about to get into a fight, But it was more so about who can say something the worse because now, because that that's how we're we're going back and forth with each with each other. And I also wanted to name that between the wannabes and the jigaboos, it wasn't necessarily only about skin it was more so about hair because that's what that song was about because there were dark-skinned wannabes and there and were the lighter skin whether gigaboos, you're darker,
0: or you're fair whether you're darker, or, dark or you're
1: fair exactly and so I wanted to make sure to name that as well that we're talking about even a hierarchy when it comes to hair and so I, that is something, of course, that is still named. And so you have a lot of individuals now in the natural hair community um, where there are so many people who may not know how to take care of their natural curl pattern because they're learning something from a more loose curl pattern versus theirs being a little tighter. And so there's still this conversation is not dead. This conversation is still happening. Um, when it comes to hair and what is supposed to be the the best kind of hair and what natural hair looks like and all these different things. And even there just being a fight to be able to say, I can wear my natural hair, how it's growing out of my head, even to the workplace, right? There are laws that have had to be put into place. Um, the Crown Act, and in certain states where, yes, you can, there shouldn't be any discrimination towards your natural hair. So this, just this, um this, this, and, and then the, uh, and to go back to the men, the third and dynamic sis, to, was-
0: to, to, to undergird your point, right now in 2023, the year of our Lord, 2023, <laughs> there are still newscasters, Black women, who are doing big reveals of their natural hair.
2: Because it's mm. like
0: to be in their industry and to not have straight hair is still the revolution.
1: It's still the revolution. Mm. Whoopi Goldberg is like, I don't care about none of y'all. <laughs> I'm
0: be- over here. Shout out to Whoopi, shirt, honey. Being and gorgeous and showing
1: the natural from That's day right. one, period. Um, And to go back to the men, the third dynamic that was in there was the SGA guy. And so I was just watching this I don't know, I don't I don't even really know how to describe it, but I was just like this and male energy or black male energy that was happening in that moment. Um, I appreciated seeing that. Um yes, I, showing- I,
0: I experienced it differently. Like I I I appreciate what you're saying, that the tactics were different, that for the women it was like psychological warfare, and then for the men, there was like the physical domination piece. Um But I also thought that in all cases, the movie was, I thought, super realistic about the fact that more times than not, Black people, we de-escalate ourselves, you know, which is not what you always see in the movies. What you see in the movie is always the escalation to the point of the full confrontation. And I think my experience is that we, more often than not, we simmer down. And we will just say, you know what could happen here. And we keep walking, you know? And so the, um, you know, it was in the form of the SGA president for a couple of instances where he was the de-escalation. Um, but there were other times like when when Dap and his friends were at KFC with the, having that confrontation with the local guys, they all de-escalated themselves, you know, and just kind of walked away. Rather than get to that full escalation point, you know, and it was the same thing with the girls. We've seen movies where black women were made to be so catty that they got physical and started hitting each other and rumbling. And I thought it was very realistic that they just kind of like had. Well, their, I, did, well,
1: I, well I didn't say know. it was unrealistic. Yeah, I didn't say it was unrealistic. I just thought that the energy was just different. That's all. I don't, and I didn't. I didn't mean for it to come out like, oh, they were about to, but I just think men in general, sometimes no, is I, I think this, both of what you said like, is true. I'm about I mean, can't I argue with that. You yeah, know? So totally. I, that, yeah. that was just them show. Yeah. Showing that part. But yeah, I didn't, I don't think that, yeah, I don't, in my opinion, we're not like we've been portrayed Mm -hmm. to be a violent people and we're really not. We're actually a little too friendly, but that's a whole nother podcast. You got that right. And so... (laughs) Give me the right (laughs) Um,
0: perspective on that over some drinks.
1: Listen, yeah, that that part. Mm -hmm. And another thing I wanted to name, because I know that we're probably... I feel like we're heading towards the vote Mm -hmm. right now. Um, I wanted to name about Spike Lee's character and how... Important it is to see someone like him. Spike Lee's character—he didn't know himself, and he is now identifying himself as a gamma man, not his own man. Not I am. What is his character's name? Half pint. Half pint. Not I'm. I'm not half power. Whatever even his real name is, right? What is his real name? His mama did not name him half pint. So you're not even. You're not identifying. Daryl. Daryl. Daryl Dunlap. Daryl, you're you're not identifying as Daryl, right? You're identifying now as this person that has been created for you as your half pint, your gamma man. And I think that that was something to name when people have to be careful about when your identities are created for you and given for you. And I want to be clear I'm not saying that this is specifically Greek life. Absolutely not. This is whatever you get into and you do not know yourself. Including and Including so I guess... family. Our family. Right. <laughs> it's just you everywhere can... you Everywhere you Anywhere go. Anywhere people might be projecting things onto people you. People will, will create <laughs> you for you. That's right. And so I think watching his character um, now feel valid because he was now a gamma man and no longer a virgin to the point of watching you know jane Toussaint's character who is supposed to be which they told um big brother almighty you have british gamma ray like you have the, the the queen this one that all everyone is holding in high esteem has now been relegated to making sure that one of the newest members is no longer a virgin
2: and that, and that was the other thing. Was like, when that movie went dark, it went way dark. Like that scene is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Where, where um, when he, when Big Brother Almighty does that with half pint, and like I I remember that was a scene. I even though I had seen the movie a long time, I I didn't remember this movie at all except for a couple scenes, and that was just one of the scenes I remembered. It was just like, you know. And the fact that she was so clearly not wanting to do that and, and, and he did it anyway,
1: you know, and, and if gaslighting was a person.
0: Yeah. The fact that he had crossed already, he should have just said no. That's what I'm seeing.
2: I mean, there even wasn't, if he like, hadn't I'm, crossed,
0: but it was just, no, even if like, he hadn't
2: crossed, but, but like, <laughs> it's just funny you said that because the way I remember it, it was, I remembered it, but the night before they crossed.
0: Yeah. Because these...
2: I remember Big, um, Big Brother Almighty saying, I'm not pledging no versions. But when you when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, he had already crossed. Like there, there was no, he could have just walked out there like, I'm not doing this. You know what I mean? Like, I and have to. My
0: heart was so yeah, that, angry that... and broken. For and I'm just them. saying. I, I'm... I, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead,
1: sis. I just want to say if gaslighting had a picture mm. under the definition of gaslighting it was Big Brother almighty yeah, in that when great. they were breaking up he and he already had sure. said that he was going to break up with her. He had already told us that. But he used this as a yeah. way. Yeah. What does that now cuz I would love like the story of Jane Tucson. Like what happens after that? What happens to her this what has just happened in this moment? Is to she this still organization. a gamma ray? That- does, she, right, like- does she just
0: get tossed out now? Is she
1: demoted? And then or
0: how does- I'm thinking about her psychology. Her relationship- her. Yes. Her relationship to men,
1: you know. What does that look like now? What does
0: that look like?
1: Her That's the initiation her, her of man hate. To feel
0: safe in her body.
1: <laughs> yes. That's the initiation of, oh, I hate all men. <laughs> yeah, all since, men are trash. Since like... you making
0: me think of, there's this scene where um, Dap goes to one of the female dorms because he's trying to get Rachel to forgive him because he funny. had been closed-minded. Yeah. Know? and he's standing outside her window Rachel I'm sorry I said come out you know he's like apologizing and all the women are leaning out the window see men are dogs dogs." and and they're all piling on yeah and then you look at the experience that the Jane Toussaint character had and it's like man if you have one of those in your life or if you had a friend that had one of those experiences in your life that's enough to draw a conclusion because that was just it was just such an awful moment. It was just like, you know, um, but that's actually a good segue for me to kind of share something I thought. And again, it's like, again, as much bro as I, I, what you're saying about the movie being disjointed, I cannot disagree with it. But at the same time, I thought these characters were so well developed. I cried for Jane Toussaint when that happened. I actually shed a couple tears because somehow I had gotten to know her character well enough that I was like, not that you have to get to know a woman for that circumstance to be fucked up, you know, but, um, but I had, I felt like I had been on a journey with her where I was watching her be so insecure that she had blue contact lenses in and fake hair, which, you know, she had been already in a situation where um, her man had been in public telling her to be quiet and stuff like that. And then um, she finds herself in a situation where she, has a space in life where she feels like she's at least superior and maybe she's got this thing figured out and then come to find out she's being used like a, like a sex toy, you know? Um, And so I went on a journey with her and I felt like there was enough for her character that I went on a journey with her. I went on a a journey with Rachel, um, Dap's girlfriend, you know, just in terms of her grappling with her identity and the way that people relate to her. Um, and how she wanted to spend her time and energies and and figuring out how those things melded with the person she was trying to become. I felt that way about that for sure. You know, even with Dap's friends, you got to hear them talking about some of the complexities of of being in their space in life. So I thought the characters were just well-written, well-voiced, um, And just in terms of the acting, I just thought everybody was really strong. And maybe that is what kept me from feeling the disjointedness that I definitely agree with was there, now that you're saying it. But in the moment, I'm on the ride with these characters, y'all. I was like, whoo! I I was in I mean,
2: I I just, I didn't like anybody in the movie. What about
0: the fellas? You ain't like the fellas?
2: No, I didn't. The who? The, the fellas did <laughs> no, didn't. I gave them their
1: own little name. No, no they're called the fellas.
2: <laughs> Man, no, I, didn't. I didn't like didn't.
0: the fellas, yo. They're Grady, Monroe, Jordan, Edge, and Booker T. I
2: That's just, their
1: names. You mean all those grown-ups?
2: Uh, no, I, and and just <laughs> like and Dab was a, a, Dab. Oh. Dab was such a. I would have liked that, but then they you know, just seeing him outside that window begging, I was just like, what is going on? Like and just I stand...
0: specifically knew you were not gonna like that scene. Yeah, I,
2: I just and just how everybody was it's okay. You just gonna stand there while everybody's hanging off the window. Just... And I didn't care. He didn't scene. care what those other people were
1: mm-hmm. saying. Yeah, he was wanted to his Rachel. woman. Mm-hmm. He wanted his woman back. He,
2: well, yeah, I, I'm just saying, no, I didn't like anybody. And, 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 the, and the um.
0: So if he had not done that one thing, you would have liked that if he had not gone to the window to ask his girlfriend to forgive him?
2: The way he was going at the end didn't make me feel that he had gained new understanding. It made me feel like he was broken. You know what I'm saying in certain ways, and so if it, if he would have, if the if the character would have, it felt like he can't. It, it was almost just like, all right, whatever, fine. You know what I mean? And, and and that's how it felt to me, in 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 several different ways. Of you know his thought. It's not like we saw him come into this understanding of, of like whatever we're talking about the um. You know, the divestment and stuff like that. It was just more like, all right, my you know, nobody's back and I'll just let it go. You know, it was it was kind of one of those things where um that just now
0: he didn't let that go. He he let his friends off the hook from going with him, but he didn't let it go.
2: I didn't feel like he was talking about it after that. Hmm. You know what I'm in, saying? That
0: like, moment, in that moment, when he had that confrontation with his friends, when he was like... Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, he, he didn't let, he didn't let go win win him go in that moment. And they were but like, I'm no, saying, we're we do not have yeah, after he, that he conversation said, I'm still...
2: I know, but right. he didn't... You know, once they went to KFC and stuff like that, it was just kind of like...
0: Well, it was only two days, and that was the second day.
2: Yeah, and I, I again, I'm not. I'm just saying that that was my. I'm just explaining yeah. my emotion. And and like the the um the way that the the confrontation went between him and his woman, even I felt like what he was going through wasn't warranted based on what he did. You know, say like there, there's sometimes you'll see a movie where a dude did something wild and then like he, you know, they'll kind of counteract that with he had to go through, you know, something humiliating or whatever. And it's kind of like the punishment fit the crime of the, the situation. But she knows who he is. She knows what he says all the time. She knows his views on things. And she... It's almost like, what did you, how did you expect him to react? You know what I mean? And and I I don't feel like his reaction was so unreasonable that it warranted him needing to beg for forgiveness. It it seems like more of a conversation because he didn't insult her. He didn't, you know what I'm saying? He didn't call her out her name or or like they had a disagreement with something that they were both passionate on and to be, That would have been another conversation that they would have had between the two of them, not being humiliated in front of a whole dorm room.
1: So I think that we have to remember these are children, right? I don't Mm -hmm. think people really understand when you go to college, you're just out of high school. So when you're 18, you're a kid. You turn 21. Yeah, you're legal to drink. Yeah, you can do all these different stuff. But these are people who are four years removed from adolescence. That's true. You know That's what I'm true. saying? Like, That's these true. are kids. And so, yeah, you don't want to support me? I'm about to join this sorority. I hate you. And I'm not talking to you for two days. It's like, know how I, I can, was. The student
0: government was so serious. Ooh, you know what man. I'm saying? Oh, you're, Everything you're not, was so serious. You're not
1: supporting me? Like, what is happening right now? And so right now at 38, I'm like... It would have been like, oh, okay, well, I mean, I'm still going to do it next year. If you cross, if you come to the crossing or not, I don't really care. You know, right. it's, like, it's, it's a difference in mindset. But right now, everything is high stakes. Like everything is high stakes, and so even for that, the level of him even going and standing outside in the dorm during that time, you had men who were willing to be humiliated in that sense to to show their love for oh. someone. I like, mean, like, it's so, it's so funny that y'all are using the word humiliation. But I don't, and I don't even want to say humiliation because I was laughing. You at got the thrown
2: same. water. It was silly. Well, now the, yeah, the water, water part
1: I thought was really extreme. I was like, who did that? And I was, but the other side, which also, <laughs> I was like, it didn't, it couldn't have came from one of the windows because I felt like they were standing right beside it. It came from. The- I was like, Spike, I'm gonna forgive you for that, but it I was, was like, that's the that's right the most- from the side. But these women that were screaming out the window, it just made me laugh because I was like, this is a quote unquote sisterhood moment where they're like trying to protect her. angry lion. lying. They don't know the situation. They don't know what has happened. Really? They don't know, they don't know
2: what's it. going on. <laughs> don't, don't, but
1: isn't, it, but, but isn't see, it bro, else? to your point though, I want to say when you're like, well, she knows him and she knows what he stands for. But here's the other side of that. She knows him. And see, what we don't talk about a lot of times is that, boy, I have receipts. Like, that is the that could be the mindset, like, so you don't want to support me, but let's discuss how you dropped G5G. Like, that could have been the p- part of the conversation because that was part of his character. That he was online to be Greek. And so it's like, you're getting on me to want to be Greek next year when I'm pledging in our last semester, but you absolutely were trying to do it at one point. And you're but, coming but, at me but like the this, But the way the character is presented.
0: But the confrontation between the two of them, she was talking about how, in general, he keeps putting her in a certain type.
2: Mm-hmm. And how That's she well.
0: can't step out of it. So if I heard that confrontation as... Here's another thing where I'm not going to end up being exactly what you want. And I'm going to have to hear about it. And so I don't even want to tell you because once again, I'm not going to be able to fit in your box in exactly the way you mm-hmm. want. So I didn't hear it as an
1: isolated incident.
0: I heard it as a, here we go again. And, um, and
1: Say, also when he was
0: talking to the, that's why I'm talking about
1: receipts. Exactly. Like,
0: yes. Let's talk about our journey to the, to the women at the building. I felt like the women now, I'm never going to sign up for a men ain't no good, you know, instead of talking points that, you know, I'm not going to sign up for that, but I will say that they weren't saying it in a super mean way. Like, yeah, you an MF and a-hole. Like, I, <laughs> I felt like they were just saying, you're a jerk. Men are all jerks. It was almost like a, I don't want to say a lighthearted. It was more like a, we're ganging up on you you know
1: having fun right having
0: now a, i felt i read it as a having fun gang up yeah as opposed to a um <laughs> you know as opposed to something more serious like a like a vicious gang up yeah so even his apology and him calling her out the window i didn't even think of him as like really pleading like oh please come out it was more like rachel come out here yeah you
1: know? yeah i was like just walk into the dorm. The- well, well, you no, know, no, there's, there's a sign-in dorm. process well, and you probably couldn't come in. Some of them, right. Definitely, Tuskegee had boy and girl dorms when I was there. Yeah, I was and, like, and, that and was you could 2003. not
0: come <laughs> in except for <laughs> certain <laughs> hours, if at all. Some of them, you could not come in across gender. genders mm-hmm. um, guys dorms
1: were across campus from all the places. <laughs> that's so right. Hard. That's right. And there was somebody at the <laughs> they front. They were trying so in. hard to make sure that we wasn't touching.
0: <laughs> and, and we had cell phones cell phones are just getting started when mm-hmm. I was at school so um but imagine like all you had was that dorm phone in a window that I don't know so I didn't take I honestly didn't see that scene as like a humiliation and then a, a big I, would, so I wouldn't
1: say humiliate I probably should say something like putting himself out there yeah in that way it was a sweet yeah.
0: little like oh yeah, i'm coming rachel why why get, help me forgive me and then the other girl's like no she ain't gonna forgive me. you dumb and exactly then it's like, it's like okay, what you don't
1: even I know what's happening you. but bro that's the part where that's what i mean when i go back to what i said earlier this was an extreme of mm-hmm. like what is
2: happening right now
1: when i water i was like Who threw water on him? And we don't even know who threw water. (laughs) Exactly, I was like, what I don't even know,
2: and it came from. It didn't even seem like it came from a window. That's what I was saying. That's exactly what I just said
1: earlier. Like, someone was standing beside you, Lawrence Fishburne, when this happened. You could have chased them. So, (laughs) so I'm just sitting here like, yeah, I. And one thing I want to make sure that we talk about, we can't go away from, is doing the butt. I don't know. Oh yeah, that the whole soundtrack. If that was something that was, you know, for this movie specifically, or if doing the butt was already out there. I wanna name during that splash scene, how in love I was seeing all the natural bodies. From the men to the women, everybody's body was just different shapes. Tall, it's short, so true. fat, skinny, big butts, little butts, no butts. Like it was just- Even in the main girl. Bellies, everything. Yes. Different like, body just, types. I was just looking like- I'm going to tell you like, what
2: though. Doing the butt, that, you know, all, almost the movie could get a classic rating just by <laughs> that phenomenon. And the single is persists, from, that,
0: from that soundtrack, sis. And okay. it persists mm-hmm. till
2: today. Like, the like, day. like if you put on doing the butt right now that still rocks. when i was
1: watching it i literally got up and i was, I was in my in my living room doing it like uh, like, like it's 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 a, it, that is a classic in and of itself <laughs> so i want to make sure that we talk about i don't what's the name of that group eu, EU. You yes, were, experience
0: uh... unlimited, mm-hmm. and that whole soundtrack, y'all. Um, it really did well. So, um, it peaked back in the day f- when
1: soundtracks mattered. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: it peaked at number fourteen on the Billboard Top R and B hmm. Albums chart, okay. and the 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 song "The Butt" um really ranked well. That song went to number one. On the R&B charts. Number wow. 23 on the U.S. dance charts. And number 35 on the U.S. pop charts.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So, and I want to name that um, Spike Lee's father, Bill Lee, was, um, he did the the overall score. And he produced a lot of the songs. Um uh, talented track. family. Produce, totally, totally.
1: Because his and, sister was in the movie.
0: Yes. She's been in a bunch of his things. Mm-hmm. and I, yeah, it's,
2: Why it's, I never put me in none of y'all movies. The... <laughs>
1: I'll read out some of the why, songs from the Why from I never put me show. in none of y'all movies. Well, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure it out. You will be in my movie, <laughs> sis.
0: And it's going to be called The Jerky Little Sister.
1: And you'll be starring. <laughs> as long as I'm starring, A, a biography.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the Jerky Little Star Sister uh, the Britney Wright story. Yes. Yeah. Here's, the, here's the songs on the Haters. soundtrack. The Butt by E.U. And y'all, these songs are long. That song is five minutes and 14 seconds. Long by today's standard. That's when we had to really dance. Perfect Match, <laughs> Tech and the FX. That was six minutes. Be Alone Tonight by Tisha Campbell. Straight and Nappy. Um, The Jiggy Boos and Wannabes Chorus, One Little Acorn, Kenny Barron and Terrence Blanchard, I'm Building Me a Home, Morehouse College Glee Club. Oh, that was some powerful opening credits. We should talk about that for a second. Yes. I Can Only Be Me, Keith John, One Little Acorn, um, Piano Solo, B1, Phyllis Hyman. Okay. So good. Uh, Wake Up, The Wake Up Suite, The Natural Spiritual Orchestra, and We've Already Said Goodbye, Pieces of a Dream.
1: Good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that opening, sis, was very powerful. Let's talk about the opening credits. I think that it showed what. Describe the part... first
0: sis so people can know what it was.
1: Sure. It was the opening, that Glee Club song that Janiyah, uh just mentioned. I'm building and it was... me a
2: whole <laughs> <laughs> song just like that. You might, we, we, exactly. we might get it copyright strike. Exactly how it sounds. <laughs>
1: But it was different pictures of just Black people from, you know, the early 1900s and the late 1800s, showing them as students, showing people like Booker T. Washington, Frederick Douglass. You're getting a chance to just see some Black history um, surrounding different, you know, just Black historical figures. And it was very powerful because I don't think there's not one HBCU campus that probably doesn't have, you know... Martin Luther King Avenue, or yeah, I Martin typed Luther King up, Dorm, or I a made notes about you know, some of the
0: characters that they yeah. showed. They had, as Brit said, they had um, pictures of like the slave ships and with enslaved people. Mm-hmm. They had Frederick Doug- Douglass, Booker T. Marcus Garvey. Um, they had Jackie Robinson, Willie Mays, Joe Lewis, Muhammad Ali, Marion Anderson. They had pictures of NAACP, Peaceful Protests, Rosa Parks, Stokely Carmichael. It just truly was a hodgepodge of pictures showing the black American experience. And why don't we talk about um quickly the um you know the dancing part of the movie? Because again, this was not necessarily just a musical Um but as we are all about hashtag hood movies and musicals it, you know I don't know if we've had a lot of hood movies that were also musicals. Is this the first one?
2: I, I don't think there's. Yeah. Are there even I any don't think, I don't even, other than <laughs> the Wiz, it's the
1: Wiz and school day. It's
0: school day. <laughs> and color purple.
1: I think the color purple is a hood movie. It's now considered that's not a, a musical. classic. That's not a musical though, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what though? I mean, there is singing in there because it, it went
0: to it went to Broadway though as, as a stage musical. Yeah, for sure.
1: What is um, singing in the movie?
2: But not. But it's part of the movie. It's not. It's
1: somebody performing. Yeah,
2: maybe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> God is. <it. laughs> well, I will tell y'all. Um, you know. For, okay, so let's talk about some of the musical performances. We have the dance montage that you have with the Good and Bad Hair song. And definitely that really, you know, great performance by Tisha Campbell and some of the gamma rays at the variety yes, show. Yes. Um, and I'm y'all, I'm going to say in both cases, I thought singing and dancing
2: very good. You know, yeah they were good it was just out of nowhere but it was good I
1: was cracking up I was like <laughs> look at these bows I was looking at those just like I'm in love with this right now these bows these gloves and these moves and all this different stuff and you know and the hair yes. the giant teased hair it was yes. so huge yes, <laughs> so big and
0: I already flashed this picture but I'm just going to flash it again of the women dancing <laughs> okay I gotta say, say
2: it one more time
1: their hair is half the page listen it's it's big hair I love it
0: it's so good and um
1: you know the other thing
0: for us to talk about really quickly is the cinematography you know the actual kind of like visual aesthetic and um you know I the visual feel in the sets. I mean, I, I'm so happy that this wasn't done on the stage. that he actually went to institutions of higher learning because it did feel like, I mean, you felt that it was a real college campus, mm-hmm. you know? And again, without every single classroom, it felt like a real college campus, you know? And then um, there is, Spike Lee has such a signature in the way that he shoots things. Yeah. You know, when something is a Spike Lee film, he just has a certain look. Um, that is so unique to him, and it was real in his first two films, she's gotta have it, and then in, in in this one, you know. So I don't know. Do you all have any comments on the actual visual aesthetic at all? The cinematography?
1: It was, well, was a
2: spiky joint for sure. That's it. Uh it's you so know, signature. especially
1: watching the words fish burn rise up way- <laughs> way- <laughs> way- way- <laughs> into the into the sky, and I was like, ah, there it is. <laughs> There it is. He's going into the sky. <laughs> but you but know, sorry, wake it. up. He
0: said, wake up. Those are the last words spoken in um, this film. And they are the first words spoken in Spike Lee's third film, Do the Right Thing.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, we, we there's so many tidbits about this film. I won't get into all of them. I think um, a couple of things that are interesting is that... Um, his first film, um, "She's Got to Have It," had a budget of one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars, and because it performed so well at the box office, he was able to get a budget of six million dollars for his for, for this film. So that just goes to show one one little, you know, stone that's can just have takes. this huge ripple. Yeah, totally. Man,
1: that's totally. awesome.
0: Um, And the other thing was Branford Marsalis performed many of the saxophone solos in the score. And I thought that Mm. was really interesting because he was in uh, the movie. Oh, he was. Janiah's segue to being able to read out the rest of the cast that we didn't say their names. So we talked about Lawrence Fishburne and Giancarlo Esposito, Tisha Campbell, Kim, and Joe Seneca. There were other recognizable people um Ossie davis uh, c- as coach odom bill nunn played grady branford marsales played jordan he was one of the fellas kadeem hardison played edge um daryl bell daryl m bell played big brother x-ray vision jo- joy lee played lizzie life um alva rogers played doris witherspoon jasmine guy samuel jackson um roger Genevieve smith uh cinque lee Uh, Dominique Huffman, Silk Cozart, Kirk Taylor, Eric Dellums, Rusty Kundeleff, Tyra Farrell, George Burt, A.J. Johnson, Cassie Davis, um, Cassie Lemons, and Phyllis Hyman. And these are people that, even if you don't know the name with the face, you know these faces, because they were in all the Black films in that period. So... um, And, you know, we're going to have to find and create a whole separate space to salute Spike Lee for his contribution um, to black film. You know, he was the first film for the first film for so many people, people like Halle Berry. You know, um, he there's just a long list of of people where where he was the, the first person to put them on a film. Um, and I had that list and I left it in the living room. So, and I can't go out there because the baby will see me. So
1: <laughs> next time.
0: Yeah. So um, are there any other topics y'all want to cover before we wrap?
1: No, I think it's time for the vote.
0: Okay. Take us to the vote, bro.
2: Um, It's a weird one. I, I did not enjoy this movie. But I can't say it's not a class I, I just can't like I and I, I don't even know I don't even know why I don't I know we said we won't like do don't, this don't do, not it, bro. On
0: don't
1: listen, do but, it on principle but listen it on principle I
2: am not I, but that's what I'm saying it's not yeah. that it's just it just is <laughs> I do don't, know I don't, mm. I don't know I don't know I don't know uh, yeah. Like, I won't watch it again, but it's like, if you, I mean, like we talk about doing it, but that is ubiquitous amongst the entire community, intergeneration, like, how can you not, you know what I mean? So I just, I just, I just, this, if I was listed, I like all, all of Spike Lee's movies have someplace if i was listing the movies this one in my order favor it wouldn't be amongst the top but i but i just i get I, it's it's still a classic though it just is it, i mean it just it gets it just your, is
0: your, your yeah
2: it your gets my uh it's a classic it gets my uh campus school belt yes i i i will get it
0: well this one was tricky for me okay because this was one movie where i was probably appreciating it more than I was like loving it. You know what I mean? So it was like, Spike Lee, yes. Get that message out there, Spike Lee. Yes, raise those questions. Yes, be transparent about that. I was like, how did he manage to have in a significant enough way that it would merit discussion, raise questions about colorism, uh, tokenism, He raised questions about um, gender relations, power relations um, within romantic relationships. Um, He talked about fundraising for for Black schools. He talked about, um, he showed the the challenge of administration and student dynamic. I, I just, I couldn't believe. How many messages that he got in there in a way that was solid and not just thrown in because of everything I've named. This movie does get my get my schoolhouse bell.
1: Well, I um, appreciated this movie. It um, it didn't hold my attention the entire time that I was watching it, uh, but I enjoyed the movie while I was watching it and I, I loved all the messaging that was in it um and so i it is something that i will watch again and something that you know i would share with my kids because i'm like this is you know part of our history and who we are and it shows a big piece of it mm-hmm. because it's talking about the nuances of it and um so it it does get my school bell based off of just the topics and how important those topics are in the black community. And unfortunately, as this movie is in 88 and we're in 2023 and some of these topics are still very relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, but then so I, 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 I,
2: I, I, I think you just made me feel even more understanding why I, because if you were putting together like a documentary to talk about cinema
1: mm-hmm. and
2: particularly if you wanted to make it a subgenre of black cinema you couldn't do it without Mm -mm. that that is a part of so yeah I I think that's what I'm feeling is just that regardless of whether I you know it's kind of like if I go see the Mona Lisa it's like I don't really like this but what I'm gonna (laughs) say it's not a masterpiece <laughs> I'm gonna be no you know anyway I'm just yeah, like Mona
0: that Mona Lisa is not a classic from the right perspective is that what you're saying bro
2: listen thumbs I, down you know, I was just trying to, I was trying a to make a point I yes. feel like you know what point I was trying to make and you I do, anyway Brittany I'm just saying I, what you said <laughs> made me understand what I'm feeling more Yeah, it's like this is just an important movie it just is mm-hmm. and if you you know it's like I, I like that
0: yeah. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, you really summed it up sis. Yeah. I um so there you have it y'all. This movie is a classic from the right perspective. Um and I got to say I'm looking forward to us digging in a little bit more on Spike Lee's career and his contributions. You know, this film another little tidbit I'll just squish in here at the end. This film was actually the first feature length film that he wrote. He couldn't get funding for it. He was able to get funding for "She's Got to Have It" first because mm. it was a smaller budget. Yeah. Um, but this was his first um, film that he wrote, and wow. so in my mind, gosh, yeah, your first film funny. coming out of graduate school, mm. and you, you're, you're visionary at this level to try to get to, 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 to touch on these kinds of themes and to, to do all. And it was an all-black cast, y'all, and an all-black crew. Did y'all know that that Spike Lee uses all-black crews? And for so she's got to have it, and for this one, all black crews as well, y'all. That's wow. a big deal in the East. That's huge, and that's him Especially fresh out of school time. doing this. So, you know, I'm looking forward to us digging in on more on his career and his contributions too. But y'all, thank you for joining us um, yes. on this episode of The Right Perspective. We are so grateful for your support. We love you and I love you, bro sis.
1: Love you guys. Love you, guys. Thank you guys. later. Talk to you soon. Bye everyone.